What if your life and success are both guided and constrained by the metaphors and stories you believe in? What if you could change your future by changing your story? I've seen firsthand how shifting a metaphor can transform how a person interacts with the world. And by changing how they interact, they get different results. So today I want to go through an example that applies to photographers looking to take the next step. In fact, I think it applies to anyone wanting to create a big change in their lives. It's called tall poppy syndrome. And even if you've never heard of it, you still might be struggling with your own version of it. Welcome, it's Matt, and this is the Photo Pro Venture Vlogcast. Have you heard of tall poppy syndrome? I hadn't until I lived down in Australia, and I'm not even sure if I ever fully understood it. It came up again recently when New Zealand photographer Jared Yeoward posted about it on his Instagram. I know it has something to do with how society perceives and treats people who have big goals and achieve success, which sounds pretty universal to me. But I thought instead of me trying to explain what that is, it's going to be better to go right to the source. Here's Jared explaining what tall poppy syndrome is. Tall poppy syndrome is a term that we've labeled here in New Zealand and Australia. And it's basically this, when I see somebody do very well, that is doing better than me, that's standing out above the rest, then I want to cut them down. I want to make them feel how I'm feeling, which I'm jealous, I'm sad, I'm uncomfortable that you're doing better than me and it's unfair. And it's basically what a farmer would do is that they would see a poppy stand out above the rest, grow so much bigger than the rest of the poppies, it would cut it down because from the outside in, it just didn't look right. I've been on both sides. I've been the cutter and I've also been the one that's been cut as well. And the cutter is always in a position where it's jealousy. Uh, I don't like what you're doing. I can't celebrate you because I really can't get past myself and I want you to feel how I'm feeling. So I'm gonna pull you down to my level of consciousness, basically. And the one that's been cut is where I may share a goal, I might share about what I'm doing, or I've done very well, I've been celebrated by other people, and I'm not gonna give you the gratitude or the celebration that you deserve. So tall poppy syndrome is, I will cut you down if you stand up above me. So let's break down this tall poppy metaphor. First, let's look at the history of where it came from. It's based on an ancient Greek story about a tyrant offering advice to another ruler in the form of a metaphor. He suggests that when walking through a field of wheat, it's best to cut the biggest and best ears of wheat. The implication is that a wise ruler could prevent challenges to their rule by removing those individuals who might challenge their power. Now, I'm going to assume that you're not aiming to be a tyrant, and if you are, perhaps this isn't the vlogcast for you. Let's see if we can replace this ancient metaphor. Instead of looking at the world as a wheat or a poppy field, what happens if you look at it as a field of wildflowers? The natural world isn't a monoculture farm, it's an ecosystem. And if you feel like it, hit pause, close your eyes, unless you're driving, of course, and see what this new perspective brings up for you. If it's not a monoculture, there's no need for uniformity. 
Flowers can grow at different sizes and different rates. And there's not just one type of flower in this field. If the field is an ecosystem, then diversity is required for its survival. Each plant has its own niche and potential for growth and impact. Not all plants will grow to be the biggest, but they also don't need to. They just need to be themselves and grow the best they can. They're all beautiful in their own way and will bloom at different times. Now, in our field of wildflowers, we need to be aware and vigilant of weeds, those that draw energy from others and prevent them from growing. We need to tend to the ecosystem to keep it healthy and vibrant. When you look at photographers around you, remember that they might just be blooming at a different time than you, or perhaps they're another type of flower entirely. There are lots of photographers whose work I admire, while at the same time, I know that their style is not for me. Do you resonate with that wildflower metaphor? If not, that's okay. The great thing is you don't have to buy into the wildflower or ecosystem metaphor either. There are other ways of looking at it. What if it's a field of roses rather than poppies? In the world of roses, size matters. Long-stemmed roses are the most coveted and most expensive. And how do growers cultivate those roses? They prune away other buds and side branches from the stem. They do that so that the stem grows long and straight. It takes time to achieve length, and it takes direction to grow straight. Those things together result in a flower that's larger than a short-stemmed counterpart. Now, none of this is to say that you have to be a long-stemmed rose. Some people believe that smaller roses are more beautiful and often have a stronger fragrance. Note that none of these metaphors are true per se. They're just stories that allow you to engage with the path ahead in a way that feels powerful to you. Asking yourself how each metaphor encourages you to act is key, because action is what leads to results. Does tall poppy syndrome hold you back? If you think of the photography world as an ecosystem, how does that make you feel? If you think of yourself as a rose, what are you willing to do to become the expensive, long-stemmed one? And that's if that's important to you. You're looking for a metaphor that resonates with you and opens the door to growth and progress. Just make sure you don't become a weed or a tyrant. Before getting into actions you can take, let's jump into a listener question. Marianne from Rotterdam in the Netherlands submitted a question over at photoproventure.com ask, stemming from the episode on problem solving. She asks, how can I show clients and potential clients that I have value to add earlier in the creative process? I want to be able to help clients in the planning of shoots and opening up what's possible to create with their budget. Super interesting question. And here's how I'd approach it. My first thought is to understand the perspective of the person I'm talking to. Are they making the decisions or is it someone above them? What perspective do they bring to the creative process? One of the biggest mistakes I see a lot of photographers make 
is that they communicate in photographer speak. They use the terminology from the point of view of a photographer. But I'm not talking to a photographer. So knowing where they are coming from can help me frame a conversation in a language that they understand. Each individual within a creative process will have a slightly different perspective. For example, a marketing manager or business owner may not think in terms of visual execution. They're more likely to be focused on the brief, what it is that the business wants to achieve. If it's an art director, they'll likely be thinking about the creative concept and how photography fits into that. They'll be thinking about the deeper message that is expressed through the photography, typography, copywriting, design, etc. And a graphic designer has a whole other set of things to think about. They'll be more worried about having enough great photos to fill the required assets and tell the story of the concept. They each have their own perspective. And I'm certainly not an expert in all of those different languages, but the more I chat to each type of individual, the more insight I gain. Once I have an idea of somebody's perspective, I can try to frame my ideas in terms that they understand and value. However, if they aren't the decision maker, my guess is that it still may not work. By the time they're in discussions with me, it might be too far down the line to make changes. So what then? I think it comes down to building trust and proving that I can add value to those earlier parts of the process. Firstly, I'd try to build a deeper relationship where the client shares some of the business challenges that they face. Of course, not all clients will go for this. Some will be protective of their confidential information and internal processes, and, and that's totally fine. But if they are willing to share, then I have an opportunity to offer ideas to help them. And I would not only suggest solutions that include my own services. This can seem self-serving and may appear like I have my own interests in mind above theirs. If I can show them that their success is more important than my own, they're more likely to trust my perspective. Secondly, I'd see how I can build on the ideas they present to me and see if I can take them to the next level. What tweak would excite them and show them my value as a creative collaborator? If they're not sold on those ideas, I'd make a bold request for some more time during the shoot to just try them. I may not be able to get a lot of time, but even a few minutes to show what else may be possible could be valuable. Now, if my ideas require not just time, but money as well, then it may require me taking a risk and putting up the money for what's needed. Putting in my own money shows that I truly believe in my idea. It also takes away the risk that it may not work off their mind. And if the client loves the photos, then I can open up a negotiation to have them cover my initial investment. I'll know right away if they think that it's worth it if they're willing to pay me back. The other thing I'd consider is to take my ideas and execute personal projects. These show my ability to both understand a brand and show a different, innovative interpretation of it my unique perspective. Now, I wouldn't just post these personal projects onto Instagram and tag the brand. Instead, I'd reach out to the brand directly and frame the conversation in a way that they know that I want to work with them, 
and that they know that they can't use those photos for free. One of my pet peeves is how brands think they can just use photos they're tagged in on Instagram. So I'd want to start a conversation that makes my intentions clear from the get-go to help their business succeed in connecting with their customers through creative ideas and photographs that are valuable. Because a business will only be willing to pay me if they believe working with me is more valuable than the money that's changing hands. What about you? How would you show a client that you can help earlier in the creative process? Share your ideas with the community in the comments on YouTube. I can't wait to see what ideas you have. Okay, so today I only have one action for you to take. Even if you don't relate to the tall poppy metaphor, perhaps there are other metaphors or stories about the world that are holding you back. So keep a lookout for the metaphors that shape your world. And when you find one, don't just accept it. See if you can shift it to something more powerful, a different story that will change how you view a situation or even your worldview. As a final example, I'll share a metaphor shift that happened in a recent coaching session. If you're interested in a photography coaching session with me, head over to photoproventure.com coaching and fill out the form. The person I was coaching was struggling with a situation where they had to be in front of a lot of people who were asking a lot of questions. To them, it felt like they were in front of a firing squad. And I thought to myself, wow, that that sounds extremely stressful and scary. I mean, how would I answer questions if I thought that I was in front of a firing squad? I'd be a mess. So I pitched an alternate metaphor. What if it wasn't a firing squad, but instead a friendly game of tennis. Not a tennis match where you're trying to beat the other side, but one where the aim of the game is to keep the rally going and to have fun. Suddenly, it's not bullets heading your way. It's a tennis ball, and your job is easy. Just hit it back. Sometimes you may receive a hard shot that's tough to reach, but instead of slamming it back to get a point, Perhaps lobbing it will keep the rally going. This completely transformed how my client experienced and acted in that situation. Where is it that you need to transform? To close out, I want to thank Jared again for contributing to this episode. If there is something that you think I should explore on the vlogcast, please get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. So try one new thing and get closer to the photographer you want to be. (laughs) 